Welcome to the Road to Empire podcast, weekly content to help you develop and grow your well-being, mindset, business, and be inspired to reach the next level. Join us on this incredible journey of discovery, starring British entrepreneur and coach, Maj Hussein, and guests. Be prepared to be amazed. You know, actually, how many people in this room are immigrants or children of immigrants? Please raise your hand. Just curious. So for the hands that are in this room, they know something that I know, which is immigrants have an amazing advantage. They have a very tried and true strategy that we could all learn from. What immigrants are very good at doing is when they come to a new country, they work and they don't spend any money on dumb shit for 10 years. Hey guys, Majusin here, Road to Empire podcast episode 48, hope you're well and in good health. Now, I started doing this podcast sometime last year, so we're pretty much flying through the episodes right now, and the aim was to try to help people learn more about entrepreneurship, economy, uh, maybe a little bit of motivation, inspiration, help them kickstart their journey of whether they start something maybe on the side as part of the full-time work that they might be doing, or maybe something that they might look to go into full-time at some stage. Now, this week I really wanted to pre-record this podcast because by the time it's released on uh, my YouTube channel, I'll probably be in uh, Istanbul in Turkey on an international project doing some work out there. So yeah, so hopefully the weather will be a lot better than it has been here in the UK. Pretty much been a washout over the last few weeks. So yeah, so this week I really wanted to touch upon the uh, topic of uh, the immigrant mindset. The idea of how people move from one location, a geographical uh, location, to another geographical location. And when they arrive in, in a new country... Maybe they've come there because they've come from a war-torn place or there's poverty there or whatever it might be. And they turn up into a new country, new surroundings, new environment, new context. Sometimes maybe they don't know anybody whatsoever and uh, pretty much they're alone and they're starting their journey right from scratch. Now, a lot of these people that have the immigrant mindset, they tend to um, really go for it and go all out and uh, many of them succeed and some of these people have become household names uh, around the globe and um, I wanted to touch upon uh, one example which was uh, Begani. A lot of you probably have heard of uh, the famous Hollywood actor and then later politician uh, called Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, you know his story is uh, well documented and he's probably one of the best known and loved Hollywood actors out there uh, in terms of contemporary times. And uh, he was born in a small village in Austria near Germany, and he migrated to uh, the United States of America. And uh, obviously he turned up there, he had a strong Austrian accent, and, uh, you know, he started off from scratch. Uh, In the early days he was, uh, you know, 
sleeping on sofas of his friends' houses, and you know he was even working as a as a builder on contracting sites and doing construction work just to kind of like uh, support support him, uh, you know, as he was uh, trying to survive out there in uh, in the states. And um, later on, uh, he started getting involved in bodybuilding. He uh, won uh, the title of uh, Mr. Olympia multiple times, at least six times or maybe even more. And uh, then uh, he eventually got his break into uh, acting. And, uh, you know, I remember growing up some of uh, the famous movies, uh, Conan the Barbarian, the classic Terminator, uh, Commando, you know, uh, the movie he did with uh, Danny DeVito, The Twins. You know, he did a, a, a variety of movies that were, you know, famed uh, throughout Hollywood that gave him uh, a fantastic status. And I feel he even took uh, lessons for his, uh, to you know, his accent because he had a very strong accent. Uh, and he took lessons to, you know, help him learn better uh, uh, American uh, English accent. So, yeah, uh, I mean, his story is quite amazing and uh not everything's perfect, but there are a lot of inspirational moments because at the same time, when he was building his profile, you know, he was selling weights, dumbbells, uh, and he was delivering them uh, via post to clients. And uh, a lot of people don't know, but, you know, he holds a large portfolio of real estate. And I think he became a millionaire before he was before you know, 30 or something. So, you know, he got involved in real estate and property maybe because he was already working in construction or whatever it was. But, um, you know, he already had his eyes set on real estate, which was a really cool kind of investment in terms of assets and uh, strong investment that one could have. And as you know, today, you know, he's a su successful immigrant story. So the idea of this immigrant kind of mindset that uh, people have is, you know, a lot of the time immigrants are associated as having uh, you know, strong commitment, strong composure, willing to work, willing to do jobs that others are not willing to do. Uh, I've seen it myself. So uh, my granddad uh, moved here from the Indian subcontinent uh, in the early 60s. Um, and he was uh, an actual soldier in the British Indian Army during World War Two. He was stationed in uh, in Burma. Uh, in Asia, and uh, he was in the Burmese jungles as an engineer and a soldier. And after the Second World War, uh, the UK, Britain, had uh, lost a lot of its men, and it had been bombed uh, under the Blitzkrieg, as some of you might know if you did history in uh, school or in college or whatever it might be. Uh, so, yeah, the infrastructure here had been damaged, and Britain required people to come and work. So when it came to recruiting people, Britain turned to uh, its colonial empire and some of the Commonwealth countries, for example, India, and then later on, Pakistan, and then after that, other places too. So you had the Windrush generation from the Caribbean, from countries like Jamaica. So you had a lot of immigrants coming up from the Commonwealth and moving to the United Kingdom, looking for work, looking for opportunities, a better life and, uh, you know, just to see how things were. And when uh, when they came here, a lot of the people from the Indian subcontinent, uh, quite a fair few of them went to places like Yorkshire, Lancashire or the West Midlands, 
because there were a lot of steel factories and there were also cotton mills where there were jobs. And, um, you know, I remember uh, some of the elders, when they tell the old stories, they talk about how you could basically get a job uh, on the same day you're looking for one. And if you actually left it, you could probably walk into another job uh, on the same day because jobs were plentiful and there was industry uh, and, you know, a lot of exporting, importing with these type of products. So the textile mills and factories, uh, and if you go to parts of Yorkshire and Lancashire, you can still see remnants of those kind of like factories. A lot of those factories have either been demolished or have been converted into other kinds of facilities now, but there is history and heritage there. Now, when my granddad came over, he was working in uh, uh, factories in, in Yorkshire, and then later on he moved into Lancashire, and, uh, you know, he worked really hard. I remember my dad telling me stories when he'd walk up to, uh, where at one stage he was working in a bakery, and he'd walk every day a few miles, and they'll be doing long kind of shifts, like 18-hour shifts, and other elder uh, community members that would be doing, like they were famed for doing maybe two or three you know, shifts in a row, like 48 hours or whatever it might be. Uh, they were solid workers and they had the proper immigrant mindset. But their idea was that they'd come here, they'd work a little bit, and then maybe they'll send a bit of money back home. Then after a few years, they'd probably leave and go back to their native countries. But lo and behold, uh, a lot of the, that generation, the first generation as they dub it, came over and they started working and then later on, some of them brought their wives over or whatever it was, their children. And eventually the children started to go to school in, in, in this country, in the UK and uh, other places, similar kind of stories. And then basically they settled. And lo and behold, you've got people like me who are third generation. And now we've even got fourth generation and beyond. And um, we've got settled communities over the last seven decades, although... Uh, Muslim communities have been in the in England, for example, for the last four centuries, going all the way back to Elizabeth I. So this idea of the immigrant mindset, you know, you could clearly be seen that generation that first came here, they would work in these type of facilities and they'd graft and, you know, they'd do what they had to do because they knew they had to survive in the locality that they were in and where they were living, they'd have to pay rent. And the way they'd kind of like um, go around that was like they'd have like maybe 20 guys living in one house and maybe 10 of them would go and work out during the day whilst 10 of them slept. And then when the, those 10 that were doing the day shift came back, the other 10 would come in and switch over. So they'd go to sleep whilst the other 10 went and did night shift. Now you can see how hard that they worked because they knew they'd have to pay for their upkeep where they were, and they'd have to potentially send money uh, back to support their spouses or extended family members uh, in their villages. Now, you know, this kind of immigrant mindset, uh, I've seen it myself, uh, some people that immigrants I've met in recent times, again, a lot of them have to do similar things like that, supporting themselves here, and as you know, contemporary living in uh, in Western societies, a lot of it's around paying bills and trying to survive and expenses and costs are quite high. So, you know, a lot of them come here with a focus that they have to work, they have to provide for their families uh, in their native villages. Now, I've seen, for example, I know guys that have come here, they might have got married to a spouse here 
and they've started by working in a factory or a food kind of establishment, takeaway restaurant. They might have done a couple of years. And then from there, they've gone on to do self-employed work, whether that's construction, work as builders or private hire cab drivers. And then, uh, you know, a lot of them then over within a few years, maybe two, five years or whatever it is, they go and set up their own businesses. And maybe they're running a restaurant in the food industry. Maybe they've got a product or a service or, you know, they actually set up a business. Now, you know, if you set up a business, you've got a lot more chances of succeeding rather than working for somebody else and making their dreams come true. You can work for yourself and make your dreams come true. So you can see that those who have the immigrant mindset, you know, a lot of them are more likely to get hired because people know that they're willing to work harder, maybe longer hours and stay focused. So, my, you know, my kind of advice is uh, you can take lessons and you can learn a lot of things from this kind of idea of this immigrant mindset and you can implement that in your lifestyle and how you're working towards your goals and aspirations. And if you've got this kind of mindset and focus, you can use it really to establish yourself. So even if you're working for somebody else in an office environment or whatever it might be, maybe you might come in half an hour early, start early, start you know doing things early, and maybe you might stay behind half an hour, an hour at the end of the day. You know, for example, I used to work in a bank uh, some years ago, and I remember there was a, a lady that came over from Eastern Europe, and uh, she was a really, really hard worker, and she had that immigrant mentality. Uh, and she was a friend of mine. And when she started working, she'd come in uh, after she got used to the role and how it worked, uh, the financial banking uh, regulations and institution. She started coming in an hour early, doing overtime. She'd do overtime during her lunch break. And then she'd do a few hours overtime afterwards as well. And she'd even come in on the weekends and do overtime on the weekends as well. So some weeks she'd work seven days, some weeks she'd work six. Uh, because she had that immigrant mindset, which is what we've just been talking about for the last 10 minutes or so. So, you know, you know, these examples I'm trying to give you because you can implement that in your working life right now, whether you're working for somebody else in a place of work or whatever it might be, or whether you're just setting up yourself or self-employed or whether you've just opened up your business and you really want to, you know, go out there and push because people know that, you know, setting up a business is not easy. Uh, all this fanciful lifestyle that you might see on the internet, a lot of it behind the scenes they don't show, which is a graft and the grind. You know, sometimes I might be working 18 hours a day, 16 hours a day, 14. You know, you have to work the long hours, maybe 70 hour weeks or more. You know, people like Elon Musk work at least 90 hours or more in a week. And you have to put that grind and effort in at least for the first few years, maybe two to five years, or maybe even longer for some people a decade before your business starts to pick up, you start to win more clients, customers, contracts, depending on what you're doing, and you're building your brand over time. So what I would say is home in on that immigrant mindset, you know, use those lessons that I've talked about today. And a lot of you will probably know uh, people like that, and you can learn from them, speak to them, find out what their motivations are, and implement that in your working strategy. And, you know, if you are going to do something, over time, over the next year or the next six months or two months or whatever it might be, if you're going to set up your own side business, become an entrepreneur or do something 
part-time, you know, use and implement those strategies. Look at case studies, look at people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who we talked about earlier on in this podcast, and learn the lessons that, you know, these people did and how they worked. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, you have to be willing to grind it out and put in the hours, you know, you have to do that in order to succeed. So, yes, I hope you benefited from uh, this podcast about the immigrant mindset. So, yeah, so, you know, it's free content. So what would help me is if you rate my podcast and if you're listening on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and uh, I hope to speak to you soon. Take care.